remember those shoes I was talking about last week or the week oh, before no, or whatever? We go yep. again. I here got go. some. I got a pair. I joined oh, yeah. the crew. You, I'm you a trend You showed follower. us. You showed us. Yeah, you sent us I a did. Snapchat. They're, they're cool. And they're, dude, yeah. hey, dude, that's what they're called. They're super comfortable. Like, I would look into a pair if I was yeah. you guys. And, like, you don't have to wear socks with them. And my feet have not gotten sweaty. Like, they breathe. They're awesome. And they're super light and flexible. Like, it's like I'm wearing nothing. They're they're super awesome. And That's so incredible. I might get tatted tomorrow. So, Another go with my one? nephew. I'm going with my nephew and this Saturday. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. We'll see what happens there. Well, hey, cool uh, hat. Thanks cool for hat, the follow-up. Oh, thank you. That's my Uvma Kappa hat. I need to get one of those. That's so cool. Joel, where's your hat? You don't have one? You're not cool? So I, don't, do I don't wear hats. Yeah, you I do. Kidding. Disneyland. I do. Joel, I do. he doesn't wear hats because he can't win them. What? Sorry, You what? won that hat? No. I just oh. made that up. Do you want to see a hat? I I learned a little penis with a hat. You want to see a hat I've earned? Sure. I'll show you a hat I've earned. Is it going to take an hour? Hey, Joel, make sure to breathe. (laughs) Hey, make make, make sure to fuck yourself. Hey, Joel, before you go, are you recording? I'll McClone do that for me. (laughs) Are you recording? I'm recording. Christian, are you recording? Yeah. I'm recording. Okay. We got too many humans. The 70s. War chest bumps all of this and more on this edition of sequel men the podcast coming at you not live from skull island two men talk about the films you care about or don't it's the sequel men podcast and it starts right now Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Sequel Men, the podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Christian Bring It All, and with me as usual is... Spencer, hi. How are you? Good, good. Uh, Christian's staring directly into my soul with his new um, cam, webcam that he got. And, and, and now for the teaser, you're going to actually see his face, his beautiful face. His, it's, it's yeah, I got a new camera. Face. I did it. Camera. I got a tat. <laughs> tomorrow, dude. Hey, I got come with us. We're going to just try to walk in tomorrow. Uh, to Christian's immediate <laughs> left, to my right, you know him as The Voice. He announces for a band here in West Michigan you've probably never heard of. The Laker Marching Band. Gonna do the countdown. Coming in at 5'8", depending on what shoes he's wearing and who he's doing that day. It's Joel... (laughs) You're gonna stop talking about Joel's wang. That's okay. It, it's my intro. That. He always has to. He always has to uh, sneak in something for that. But anyway, yes, here, here I am, Joel, the voice, Powie, voice of this podcast, and Lake and Marching Band, and maybe a couple other things, uh, and whatever you'd like me to be in your life. Well, about that, I want you never know about that. To be it's fine. my <laughs> life commentator. Okay. 
And now he sits down, and as you see, the pants are down, and he's taking a dump, and it goes. <laughs> I plop. was going to say. And he's wiping, but, uh, ladies and gentlemen. It. Thank you very much. A nice uh, chocolatey brown color. All right. It says here in the 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 uh, the, the the book that uh, any stool that is uh, green, yes, green. And he green. knew at that um, moment. Um, like my shirt. Uh, he was done. Uh, yes. Here comes the next review on our page. It says, oh, they used to be good, but now they devolved into dick jokes, poop jokes, and bad impersonations. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, we're the, the same thing happened men. with the prequels, and everyone loves them. We're the sequel men, and we talk about film franchises. That that's what we do. We rank them, talk about them. We got, uh, we're in the middle, literally in the middle. We're halfway done after this episode with the... Um, Legendary's Monster Verse, and we're we're talking Kong Skull Island today. And boys, all right, this movie was a lot of fun. Hadn't seen it since I saw it in theaters. I don't remember who I saw it with, but last night I was watching it, and this was a fun movie. I did not think I was going to enjoy this more than Godzilla, but that's what more. <laughs> screen time for the main character will do for you and the setting and it takes place during the day so you can see stuff and I'll, I'll get into the to the details obviously but this was a lot of fun I loved this movie you like betcha. I would watch this again I love this movie you guys have seen it I yeah. haven't uh, I have a couple maybe twice twice and I was going into I was like very un- unenthusiastic today about watching it I watched it today, earlier this afternoon. I was like, okay, got to watch Kong for the podcast so I can say some stuff. But what I had forgotten was it's not the movie that I didn't care for. It's just certain uh, performances within the movie. But yes, Kong, Skull Island. Oh, yeah. Definitely a better film than uh, Godzilla, the first Godzilla film in my opinion. It really is. Opinion. I didn't think I'd say that. Yeah. I still like Godzilla as a monster better. Right. But, I mean, Kong's a 1B. This this has now, everything. After rewatching this. Yeah. This, the, the only thing is way too many human characters. Like, there, as well, I'm going, I'd forget. I'm like, oh, is he... Are, are they important? Like, what are they? What are they doing? What is he doing? Oh, yeah, he's still alive. Yeah. Well, I'll talk about it as we go, but... We'll get into there's it. There's so many... There's but so got, many. When did you guys see this? You saw it in theaters when it came out? Yeah. No. I you just said who that. I saw it with. Did you see it, Joel? You didn't? No. I. This is one, another one that uh, I just waited for digital release on Google Play and bought it when it was probably just cheap. Just recently? No. A few years Pretty ago. Pretty recent. Okay. So a little yeah. recently. You can- Just a couple of years sh- ago. Okay. shove recently- up up your ass <laughs> yep <laughs> no i uh i had never seen this movie i was a little at first i thought it looked stupid from the ads mm. from the ads uh with like john c riley going <laughs> you shouldn't have come here like, we're gonna die together <laughs> yeah <laughs> dude he was the but when movie. i saw the movie i went into it like i go into the shower naked and afraid I'll just leave it like that. Afraid. <laughs> Naked no, and afraid. don't don't leave it like that. Do you, were you nope, watching this movie naked? No. <laughs> were you watching this movie nude? I was trying were to like, put well, myself better in be Kong's like Kong, position. Okay? Just, no clothes. Yeah. All natural. Kong doesn't wear clothes. Yeah, exactly. Well, so I was trying to get into the character, not in that way, but 
you know, sometimes fact, you, you have that. a very poor choice of uh, metaphors. <laughs> very poor choice uh, of words. Yeah, exactly. Fun fact. This movie yeah. was nominated for an Oscar for Best Achievement in Visual Effects. That's true, but it didn't win. Who nope. beat it? Do you know who beat it? Nope. I don't either. Joel, um, what, what do you have to say? What year was this? 2017? Same year as Last Jedi, right? Oh, yeah. but Last Jedi didn't win either. No, it would have been nominated in the 2018 Academy Awards. No one cares. It came out in 2017. Well... I Some care. care. <laughs> the director, the director Jordan Vogt Roberts, showed up on his own. Uh, you know those honest trailers. Oh yeah. He he made an appearance on this movie and like admitted, yeah, there's way too many human characters, blah blah blah. But he backed up like the movie as a whole, and you know, I yeah. I like it. I have one. I have one fun fact that I just want to share, if I can. Go ahead. The the line. It sounds like a bird, but it's a fucking ant. This entire scene was an That's... outtake in which John C. Riley was trying to get the <laughs> oh, casting crew it, to laugh of by throwing out is. the most bizarre, outlandish, imaginary monster he could think of. Director Jordan Vote <laughs> Roberts decided that it fit with Skull Island's bizarre ecology and kept uh. it. In a later Dude. interview, Vote Roberts said he wanted to include the giant ant in a scene, but couldn't due to budget constraints. Ah, uh, there's other that, stuff. You but know I what? You know what's funny? That's one of the funniest moments of the movie. It had been yeah. so long since I seen this that I forgot that that didn't exist. I was like, "Oh yeah, here comes the giant ant." No, there's no ant. It's just no. a line. No, yeah, just the sound so, design. And you know what that means? He improvised that. That means they had to like throw in. A bird sound. <laughs> oh, that sounded they like They had an to ant. throw that in. Like, oh, God, throw the bird in and post. I guess I don't know. John, why did you? We had to. Yeah, I love that scene. I love him. <laughs> I already know what Spencer's favorite part of the movie is, but we'll get to that when we get. I don't know to if that. you do. I don't know if you do. I think I do. Let's get to it right now. You want to start with Act One? Wait, I have a quick question for you. Yes. I have a quick question for you. Who do you think is the most popular person on this podcast? Um, I don't know. Do you have an answer? This is, uh, I think Spencer. I would say you, Spencer. Why are we? Okay. Why is this a but thing? You, but you know what that means in the contract, uh, in the script, it has you dying about twenty minutes into the episode. So we got to cut you out okay. well, a little okay. bit. Well, that's fine. glad I hired Who the hitman. And then the, the next clip of you will be the body bag zipping up, and then you're out. You're thinking of Godzilla. Well, that's that. We got to keep the trend up. That doesn't oh, really we're gonna get rid of the yeah. best talent. There are I mean, they do the I same thing to John Goodman. He's in but it. That, yeah, he's in act. it considerably longer. Let me just, I'm just uh, going to give you, I'm going to count something real quick, and I want you to tell me what this number represents that I'm about to tell you. Hold on. Oh, this is a good game. Um, probably more. Joel, why do you have that devious grin on? Because I'm waiting anxiously. I wish you'd just um, say the number. Probably more. I'm gonna be Joel. Just say it and get it the fuck over with. Um, probably uh, more. Apparently, than I'm this. from the Bronx. Anyway, continue. <laughs> but as of right now, I can't breathe. Hurry up. Five. 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 That's it. Five. five. I was waiting for this big number. 
No. Okay, five. so five. What does five represent? And it might be even more. It might, wait, f- it might be more. Hang on. He wants us to there guess. There are five actors in this movie that are also in the MCU, which doesn't oh. sound like a lot, but that's a lot. Most of the Do we cast, want to name them off? Yeah, we got Tom Hiddleston, obviously. Tom Hiddleston, Brie Larson. Samuel L. Brie Larson, Jackson, obviously. Samuel L. Brie Larson. John C. Riley. John C. Riley. And... Oh, yeah. Oh, there's four MCU, but five total Marvel because Toby Kebbell, the oh, yeah. Jack Fan Chapman, Forstic. he yeah, Fanforstic. Um, he's credited as Jack Chapman slash Kong. Does that mean he did the mocap for Kong? He did the mo. We did see that. Me and my roommate saw that in the credits. Yes, he did do hmm. some motion stuff for Kong. He's the guy that I'm like. Oh, he's a main character, and he's gone. I like thought he looked nowhere. familiar. I thought he looked familiar when I was watching the movie. I was like, is that the guy from Fanforstic? Mm-hmm. And, and I know his he... name sounded like Pebble, but I couldn't Dr. put the Dean. name on it. Dr. Fun thing about the... I got oh, some, a little yeah, couple that trivia guy. Bits. Yeah. He's good. Like, he's a good actor. He wasn't the problem yeah. with the movie. Yeah, the yeah. Writing and the directing. It was the... There was the a studio. bunch. I haven't even seen it, and I know there's some issues with it. But I have a couple yeah. little things for you. Casting director, this might be one of the reasons why... There's so many Marvel folks in the movie. Sarah Haley Finn did both Godzilla and Kong Skull Island, and she also did all the MCU movies pretty much. Mm, that meant, so that, that would explain that. And also, it was fun. Well, actually, I'll save that for later because it ties in later. But I okay. think we're, unless anyone else has anything else to say, we can get on with it. All right. Fox leader to Fox group. Switch to inertial navigation. And remember the story of Icarus, whose father gave him wings made of wax, warned him not to fly too close to the sun. But the exhilaration was too great, so he flew higher and higher until the sun melted his wings and he fell into the sea. But the United States Army is not an irresponsible father. So they gave us planes of white hot old road Pennsylvania steel. Guaranteed not to melt. Act one. Crash land on a mysterious island. A Japanese pilot and an American pilot go head to head on a cliff before two giant monkey hands interfere and then reveals Kong. His head comes up and as you get the close up, you get the reflection of him in the eye of the, the Japanese pilot and then his eye is like a sun. It's cool. John Goodman several years later in the 70s and don't worry, you'll know it's in the 70s throughout the movie. He wants permission and a military escort to check out this Skull Island where he believes there's a whole nother different ecosystem happening. He gets his escort and starts recruiting a team. Samuel L. Jackson leads the army team and they get Loki and Captain Marvel, AKA Tom Hiddleston and Brie Larson, AKA I don't remember anybody's name in this movie. Um, But they get them to be cool and to take pictures apparently. We need them. We are reminded it's the 70s because White Rabbit by Jefferson Airplane plays in the bar. They approach the island and fly right through the protective storm layer with ease. And as they set up equipment, in case you forgot, we are still in the 70s and they play Paranoid by Ozzy for us, to remind you. And our fun is interrupted with a rogue tree that just shoots through a helicopter, takes it down, and then Kong is revealed fully and he takes out all the aircrafts 
and this sets up the rivalry with Sam Jackson and Kong, and we're in regroup mode. That is an incredible paraphrasing of Act 1, but those are the main points. And I'm going to say right off the bat, the first good chuckle I got was when John Goodman, they're in the car and he's like... I know what you can say. Yeah. Um, there's never going to be a more screwed up time in Washington. Yes. Yeah. And it was during <laughs> the Trump presidency. I think that's the first line. It was released in 2017. Yeah. Love oh, it. That's so good. Love it. That, that yeah. had to have been intentional. Yep. Oh, it definitely was. That was <laughs> very. Th- that's not even the thing. Like, that was still fresh into his presidency. Think about what just happened last year, like with the riots and stuff. Like, dude, you have no yeah. idea. Right. I, just, I thought that was fun. <laughs> Uh, can I just get this out of the way with uh, John Goodman, though? Yeah. Probably my least least favorite performance of his. Are you kidding ever. me? He's just no, kind of I'm there. not, and I don't know how. You're you can't see it. Who is your favorite performance in this? And do not say Samuel this, Jackson Kong. Well, I don't know in this, but I know that John Goodman has certainly had better roles. Well, he, but Monsters Inc. Sure, yep. but I'm saying live action, like "Oh brother, where art thou?" Um, the Flintstones, friggin' Walter Subcheck, <laughs> Walter Subcheck and the Big Lebowski. Like yeah, he's go. just better. He at was so being... good in the Flintstones, he didn't yeah. come back for the second one. Is he in Argo? And Argo, he is. yes. Is he in Argo? Yes. He sure. he went through a period of time where he was just in every movie. Yeah, you know, and he was never a main character. I seen him a lot in Roseanne. And he's yeah. really good right. in Roseanne. He's better as a comedic a actor. He really is. Yeah. But yeah. I will then, say he's you know, a good actor, though. A he good, is, oh, yeah. obviously. Actor. Obviously. But just not trying to... He's one of my favorite sh- actors in this movie. Yeah, okay. Well, He can be your problem. favorite actor, but the performance... Yeah. I see what Joel's saying. He didn't bother me. They kind of shoehorn him into this uh, serious, um, you know, tinfoil hat scientist role. And... It didn't, it's like okay. the wrong vibe. And I can say the same about uh, his his role in 10 Cloverfield Lane, too. I thought he was great in that. Really? Let I don't me know. agree that with you on too. something. Uh, maybe the performance isn't anything to write home about, but I like the character. Right. I like the his character, fine. but the performance isn't the greatest. I'll, I'll be honest The character about is definitely that. necessary. It's not the Definitely. best thing in the world, but it's competent. This happens later. Like, I made a note later in here, but in each, like, there were several times where I'm like, um, did John Goodman's character get killed off and I missed it? Because I just, you, you didn't see him. Like, I just forgot right. he was there. Like, I didn't yeah. see him. I'm like, oh, he, that's sad. He died in the in the helicopter. Yeah. You know, uh, and they Brian Cranston him. But then he's there. I'm like, what? Right. And right. then I thought he died from, like, the spiders. I'm like, oh, I must have been writing a note. And then he's still there. <laughs> I'm like, John, you're just kind of there, guy. It's 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 a weird <laughs> well, performance. Well, he's a very... Other than the Japanese and the American soldiers that we see at the very beginning. Great opening, by the way. The mm-hmm. opening was very differently but shot. But how the hell can they not hit each other with a fucking bullet? One single bullet. All of them. Because they had to a weird, Pow, 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 pow and nothing. There was a weird cut during that sequence. 
Like they're shooting each other on the dunes or whatever on of Skull Island, and then they it cuts to them running through the jungle. And I know you can do you can do a jump cut like that. It's like oh, they were heading towards the jungle anyway. It was just it kind of was jarring to me a little bit. And yeah, there is a, a connection yeah. that comes in at the end of the movie to the beginning. Of oh the yeah, movie. very important. One of the yeah. best parts of this movie. I also got to say this right off the bat. I I like this movie, obviously. And other movies yeah. that take place in the 70s, fine. But can we have a movie that takes place in the past where it's either just completely fictionalized or it doesn't center or have one of the plot points be, oh, it's World War II or it's during Nam. Like, can we have that? We There's couldn't other have it with interesting this. time frames. Like, it's like the filmmakers are like, ah. Oh, there's no war in the 90s, so in the 90s are too recent. We're not going to make it be in the 90s. But if we go earlier than the 70s, it, it, it doesn't give us a realistic advancement in technology that oh, it requires. Like, we can get away with having this technology in the 70s. We but can't do the, it because Godzilla already set the bar. I was just going to say the that. that they, of did realism. It, they did that in this one because the precedent was already set with Godzilla. And they're like, well, we've got to continue that line. That that through line uh, of, of Monarch and at the beginning of the film yeah. yet again we are seeing archival footage quote quote which I like uh, at the beginning yes this time it's you know going through a later period through the 60s and 70s but the same you see the same Monarch logo popping up on the slideshows and the nuclear tests or whatever the hell is going on and so it's just a continuation uh, of that thread and so they it's actually a, really interesting how they integrate it into the 70s timeline to be mm-hmm. to give us a different kind of Kong movie, different mm-hmm. time period, different setting with similar elements. They used the I, this was in one of the bonus features. They used the Landsat program from the seventies that was just getting started. Mm-hmm. To that it was a satellite system. I have it up right here. It was a longest running enterprise for acquisition of satellite imagery of Earth. Joint NASA USGS program, and that was their. Reason for going to Kong Skull Island was, ooh, we want to map the island and see what they got there. But mm-hmm. as we find out, the actual reason they were going there is because of Kong and all the different life forms that were there. But I like how they integrated that into the timeline of the movie. Right, the and Landsat I I put program. I put to start out the I I described it as the motive for going to Skull Island starts off as pure possible advancements in medicine and science and all that. So it starts off as kind of this thing where they got you thinking of, oh, okay, to better mankind. We're going to find out more about science and the earth and geology and and hopefully medicine. What we find there might help in advancements in medicine. It doesn't exactly turn out that way. Right. But, yeah. Which, okay, why do all the military personnel have to be stupid? <laughs> because Can someone please tell me in every movie, like that's the because it's an American film. <laughs> they you know? did the yeah. same thing in Cap America. It's like, oh, well, I'm, we're all scientists now, right? <laughs> oh, dude, that's what you're like, talking about. Yeah, they all have yeah. to be. They all got to be funny. They all got to be jokesters. Like, can mm. we? I I guarantee I'm not in the military. I'll never be in the military. Um, and I haven't talked to people in the military like, hey, are you guys portrayed in movies correctly? Like if it's not a war movie? <laughs> like if it's a war no, movie, but, I'm sure it's fine. But do you guys really crack jokes in the middle of a, a right. very serious can, briefing? Can we, 
<laughs> Can we have a scene where when they're doing one of these briefings where they're sitting there and actually like like acting interested and not just yeah it is right. a little like this eyes is glazed over stuff. like I don't know what yeah. you mean like come on that aspect of it is a little demeaning to to the mil- to our right. military right. I suppose and it's like I mean I'm sure they're all intelligent pe- people and are not just like uh, Neanderthals with like, like I wouldn't go around stuff. if we're going yeah. to this island with a giant storm around it like we might not survive well maybe the joking is a defense mechanism maybe and I'm sure there mechanism. are jokes but it, they're like this is interesting like yo hey question what kind of stuff might uh, what are you theorizing might be on this island like you say a different ecosystem why are we going there a b what might right. we encounter? Like, prepare us. But it's the darkest world scientist now. How do I get out of this chicken shit outfit? <laughs> like, bro. Like, from you're Aliens? Going to a Bill place. Paxton? It's so. It's like in the Santa Claus when the cop is. Or the chief is briefing the. And then he's like, uh. And he, this one is going to be hard to find. And then one of the cops goes, Won't the uh, bright red suit and beard give him away? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every briefing, there's always that dumbass funny guy making yeah. a joke. Like it's so. D- <laughs> it, I mean, it it's isn't fine. that. It's uh, a movie. But and, and also we get Tom Hiddleston who shows up as this grizzled. Why do we need him? We have what? an army. Well, I'm glad he's in it. No, no, no. Let me back up. Right, right, right. I liked right, his right. character. But what was why not it? just have him be one of the military guys? He's barely got a character, though. Why did John Goodman need to recruit him? Because oh, that John guy Goodman, looks like somebody we should talk to. John Goodman has more of a character than he He's does. Former probably. SAS, that's why. What's SAS? And we get okay. We'll get into that in Act Two or Three. But I, I think you could make an argument that John Goodman has more of a character than Tom Hiddleston's character. Yeah, but let's give him a name. What should we call him? We don't remember his real name, but what do you mean? Um, his Tom Hiddleston, Loki, he James Conrad, like the most generic name. Yeah, James James Conrad. James. Yeah, you looked it up. Yep. So here we go. Here, here's the characters. Okay, Tom Hiddleston, James Conrad. I'm not going to remember these. Samuel L. (laughs) Preston Packard, Brie Larson, Mason Weaver. John C. Riley, Hank Marlowe, John Goodman, Bill Randa, Corey Hawkins, the um, the with the glasses. He, his name is Houston Brooks. He's like the scientist, the monarch guy with the um, the Asian woman. John Ortiz is in this movie. He plays a guy named Victor, and then the the woman. Who again? I forget is in the movie until I see her and I'm like, is she? Who is she? Is she Monarch? What is she? She plays a person. Her name is San or San. Toby. Oh, the the Chinese woman. Yeah, Jason Mitchell is Mills. He's the uh, one. He's the the black soldier, and he 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 pilots one of the the dear Billy guy. The the old the old guy. The old guy that tries to sacrifice himself later, his name is Cole. The young... I'll talk about that, too. The young soldier guy with the headband, his name is Slivko. Um, and then He's kind of rocking the Rambo solid snake yeah. get up. And then Mark Evan Jackson, you know, he, you, you might recognize him. He's that guy that he's in stuff. You never know his name, oh, though. Oh, good. He's in stuff. 
Uh, he's that narrows in, it down. Well, I'm tra- he was in tw- 22 Jump Street. Just, I mean, look him up. Never I, saw. I don't know how to describe him. But he's in a lot of stuff, always as a background what? character. He plays Lancet, Steve. <laughs> I mean, Austin? and then Richard Jenkins, you know who that is, right? He's in Cabin in the Woods. He's in a lot of stuff, too. Uh, oh, he's the dad in Step Brothers. That guy. Oh, Richard oh, Jenkins. Yep. He plays Senator Willis. Guy. He's also in uh, Cheaper by the Dozen. Yeah. Cool. Are we done listening to Thomas off, Middle uh, Ditch is in this as a guy named Jerry. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Can I, I want to make one a lot note. Of names Does anyone else this. think that Marie Weaver, whatever Brie no, Larson's character is, not Marie. Mason, Mason Weaver, Mason Weaver, yeah. she looks like Sigourney Weaver, doesn't she? Like sure. a young Sigourney Weaver. Sure. In this film, I think she does. Maybe okay. that's why they called her character Weaver. Yeah, so back to actually what happens in the act. It's, <laughs> oh, okay. It starts us off strong, and I like that they show us Kong pretty much right away. Oh, yeah. Like, not just his eye or not just his hands. Like, we get his face. Like, we get Kong, and we get this in the 40s, these two pilots. You don't know who they are, but you know that it's World War II because of the year, and one of them is Japanese, and one of them is an American pilot. And you get the classic, you know, crash land, we're fighting just, you know, because that's that's what we do. But, mm-hmm. yeah, and then that comes back later. And I really like how they set that up. And Some of the cinematography was a little goofy to me at the beginning. Just yeah, with, like, I mean, the wacky like angles fine, when they're on the cliffside and yeah. before Kong's hand comes up and... Grabs cool him. reveal with his hands. Also, yeah, by the way. yeah, that was cool. I like that. Cool thing like with the it. eye too. Yeah, that, that comes cuts back to the opening credits. I like how they re- retained the motif of the the old footage. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like that's a the theme intro. you'll see with all these, with all the monarch clips and all that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then. Just the classic recruit in the team, Samuel L. Jackson. You know he's going to be a bad guy because he's that war. You know, like, hey, you're you're almost going, like, you're a couple days away from being sent home from, you know, your duty being done. And he's like, yeah, I'd rather stay. I want to be, he's that, like, war guy that that's his life and any opportunity he can get to go on a mission, he, ha- he has to take it. And yeah. it's... There was no. one line that he said when he was looking through his little box of memorabilia or war medals and, you know, yeah. remains from his fallen comrades is what I'm assuming that was. It was like all of this for what, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I hated that line. Yeah. Now, well, I don't hate it, but now that I think of it, I don't like it because that could be something that was inferred. Like you don't need him saying it out loud. Yeah. This might sound a little harsh, but it was a little student filmy, that line. Yeah. <laughs> but but it makes sense when you see who walks into the room. When you see who walks into the room, it's a what what's his name again? Who? Uh the guy Uh Toby Kebble. Yeah, Toby Kebble's character. Jack Chapman. Chapman. He walks Chapman. into the room to give him the update. Oh, someone's here to talk to you. Something like that. And what's right his accent? That, oh, he does? Yeah, what's he trying to do in this I movie? What is his accent? Something from the South. I think it, he's it? English. He's trying to do some Southern... Well, it's not good. 
Georgia accent. I don't know. Stick to just being Kong. <laughs> but and there's the running thing that goes with his character with the dear Billy thing. But the important thing right now is that before when he's looking all this and for what, and the first thing you see is Chapman walking in. That will that will connect to part of part of uh, Packard's motivation later on. Yeah. Not just killing Kong. Like, and they mentioned that in the uh, special features too, is the, it kind of becomes his Moby Dick. Kong Moby does. what? <laughs> <laughs> Are you in this family? There but it is. Matilda. He becomes the Captain Ahab looking for his Moby Dick, which is Kong in this sense. But I don't know. I think I'm not really buying, like, I'll... This will be a theme throughout the whole movie, but I'm not buying him hating Kong for something they did. Mm -hmm. First of all, you're going to undiscovered territory. Yeah. Don't be blasting paranoid by Ozzy Osbourne into an well, uninhabited island. They have to remind what? us. We're in the 70s. They have to remind us. Well, I yep. know. And that kind of goes with the, with the dumb military theme. Like you're going hey, in at least it wasn't blazing. Fortunate Son. Well, I was going to say that earlier too. And yep. I was like, oh, every 70s movie has to have Creedence Clearwater but revival in it. We don't get Fortunate Son, but we do get I know CCR. We do. Yes, we The next do. best thing eventually. Yep. I'll, I'll cover ah, it when I get to it. I forgot about it. <laughs> Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, do you think Kong plays darts with those trees? Oh, yeah, most oh, likely. Yeah. yeah, he probably does. Remember that. You Remember that he throws trees. He throws trees. And, yeah. well, because all these guys playing paranoid, they woke him up from his nap, his evening nap. I just love how, like, it was this tropey, like, yeah, oh and then you get the shot of the pilot with the flames in his eye like he's colonel quaritch from avatar what i was saying is that home for dinner the the whole tropey thing got just like abruptly interrupted by kong chucking a fucking tree through one of the, yeah. the helicopters <laughs> he, like, he all like, we were, we're all, all badasses and it's like well no not anymore oh, we got it coming yeah you notice uh this is also a theme throughout the movie and says something about the director a lot of his cinematography choices look gamey hmm. gamey and cutscene-y yeah let me like tell when, you why. Keep talking, but I let me okay, tell you why that is. That helicopter, I have a feeling I know what you're going to say. It, that helicopter scene when that guy is almost getting flung out and he's holding onto the door and it just shows that first person angle. Mm -hmm. That looks like a cutscene out of like a Battlefield game. Let me tell you this. It's funny that you mention it. Maybe you already read this. Director Jordan Vote Roberts admitted that he was strongly influenced by video games from his childhood. That is why the movie contains many point-of-view shots of guns being fired, like in a first-person shooting game. Oh, yeah. And the shot of a helicopter making 360-degree spins toward the ground was inspired by a similar scene from a Resident Evil game. 
Oh, so, okay. So yes, not Battlefield, but it Resi. It looks like video games because it is. Right. <laughs> Yo, here's a fun fact for you. He's in the running to direct a Metal Gear Solid movie. Well, that makes sense. He's been working on it for a while. But that makes you sense. can see the influence. Yeah, uh, my my roommate made a joke about did they shoot this in Mexico? Hawaii. Because <laughs> like in Breaking Bad, whenever mm. they're in Mexico, it's orange. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just loved Hawaii. Yeah, no, it was Albuquerque, New Mexico. The after you know the first that tree goes through, the first helicopter, how it was like typical military response at that point they just snapped into it's like oh we don't know what it is shoot it exactly oh it's like we don't know what, what it do. is might as well they did the same thing shoot godzilla it. yeah yeah because in the movies that's all the military is capable of it's just reacting with force instead of assessing the situation exactly how about we don't antagonize we do. it let's right. fly away there's people like, what the hell is that thing? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? It's a giant gorilla. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Just say that. <laughs> that looks like a giant gorilla. Are you looking? Yeah. Its silhouette is pretty clear against yeah. the sunset. I mean, it's Or the daytime, sunrise or whatever it was. So it's lit up. It's a giant gorilla, which he's huge, but I didn't realize how much bigger he got in uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Just John C. Riley says something about that later on. Yeah, that he's always he's still growing. Yeah, he's still growing. Yeah, but I've met him yet. It was a cool shot of like the him silhouetted silhouetted against the sun. Yeah, with the oh, yeah, the Kong shot with the sun and the copters. My roommate. Well, that that was that totally shot, yeah. an apocalypse now thing. Uh, oh yeah, you know, for it, sure. it's not the first time that's been done because Force Awakens. J.J. Abrams yeah, took they the, did. the yeah. Tie Fighters against the sunset on Takodana. Was it Takodana or was it Jakku? I think it was Takodana. I don't know. It's been a while, uh, but yeah, definitely. That's a very that's one that's used a lot in war movies, seventies Vietnam yeah. War. Let's just do the apocalypse now thing. Fine. Okay. You yeah. know what else is used a lot in a lot of films, and they use it here. They use the classic. Um, they're going through the storm, and it's like chaotic. But there's the one guy that. He's calm and he tells him a story, and the story is always Icarus. Is well, it? he was. He, <laughs> is it always he, Icarus? His dad was. <laughs> it, you ever heard this? And they always ask, You ever heard the story of Icarus? I want everybody to be like, Yeah, several times, thanks. And then that's. You ever it. heard the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? <laughs> I did like the Icarus whole storm thing. made though. wings with wax. And watch that tree. And his dad was like, <laughs> be careful with those, son. And he was rolling a, a rock up a mountain, and he flew. But he flew too close to the sun. And the ma- the wax melted, and he lost his wings, and he fell and died. His dad wasn't responsible. <laughs> We're a responsible father. It's always a metaphor for getting too close to something dangerous. Yeah. Don't fly too close to the sun. Well, that's the classical metaphor for sure. Aside that's the, from go-to. the terrible whatever thing from uh, Packard or whatever that he's going on about Icarus um, and how, oh, well, I our wings are, nice. what do we say, our wings are American steel. Yeah, cold rolled steel and yeah. from Pennsylvania. Or cold pencil, whatever. And, uh, <laughs> you know. From Dunder Mifflin, Scranton. Yeah. Paper. Aside from that, I liked, 
I, I did like the whole skong 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 Skull Island I was thinking of Kong and say, trying to say Skull Island this whole Skull Island thing the whole island yeah. is always surrounded in a perpetual storm like that that kind of gave the mythological yeah beginning to things and also so like that, it's its own character I liked it, I liked it. the island yeah, yeah. Like the island like design is awesome and it it's like its own character slash its own planet just because these creatures that are on it you find out are not like earthly you know it's like it, it, it is its own ecosystem oh i don't i they think they filmed it too. in vietnam yeah oh what they filmed it in vietnam oh did they actually yeah oh very neat i thought it was Hawaii. northern they portion of vietnam Hawaii. very cool but yeah and i Some just appreciate that we see kong fully and fighting so early in the film it's not like oh we just saw his hand or we they saw don't, a silhouette. Yeah. We saw him. They and don't do the Hulk thing, yeah. No, and the scene is awesome when he's destroying the helicopters. And why wouldn't he? Yeah. It is pretty cool. Isn't there the one scene where the helicopter's flying and then it stops and it shows him, like, grabbing it right. and, like, swinging it behind him? Yeah. Kong? Yeah, it's awesome. That was pretty cool. The sequence is Cer- awesome. Certain, uh, there's a certain aspect of it. Je ne sais quoi. That uh, kind of made me think, like, well, are they doing this? Or is this sequence out of obligation? <laughs> because the classic, you know, you got the Jack Black King Kong film that has the flying airplanes and him on top of the Empire State Building, and that was taken from, you know. So it seems like, well, if it's a Kong movie, it's got to have him going up against our aircraft. <laughs> so there was a yeah. certain well, part of, like aspect. I was like, well, this this feels like a requirement or a box we're checking off on a rubric or something of Kong film rubric. Spencer. You gotta have no, him destroy aircrafts. Yeah. You have to. That's part of the checklist. Yeah. Criteria. Which I think I think they did a good job of reinterpreting the classical Kong yeah. story plot lines no, it was the a, tropes it, of Kong. It, it was great how they, because they did it uniquely enough to like chucking a fucking tree through a helicopter. Okay, that was yeah. pretty great. You know, uh, yeah. and there's a lot of things. You don't things, see that every day. A <laughs> lot of different ways he took them down. So that Godzilla was doesn't do that. Yeah. Because he's the king. No, I I appreciate that there were several opportunities for us to get this classic line, but we never got it. And that's like the one like cliche they didn't do is, uh, Curdle, we have a company. Never yeah. happened. Several opportunities <laughs> didn't happen. I applaud them for that. They got every other, every other trope. You know, you know what, you one. know what line they get. They did put in there though. Hold on to your hold butts. on to your butts. A call back to Jurassic Park. Sam, yep. Sam yep. Jackson saying I caught that too. I caught a glance. Different in my delivery. Like, yeah. Hold on to your butts. He That's said not it the almost first like Samuel Jackson reference that we're gonna yeah. get either. No, he references himself in every movie he's in. It's, it's probably in his contract. You tell me what I don't know. He's like, or else I'll blow your head off. I'll act in your so stupid intense. movie, but I have to be able to reference myself at or my other works at least once in this film. Okay. Oh, and I I, I require that I have to say motherfucker at least. And you can once. either let me say the full thing or have it be cut off because people yeah. like that. It's PG thirteen. <laughs> you can have it. That's fine if I get cut off. This people island know. is like Pulp Fiction. It is. 
Ah, Wink. What planet are you from? <laughs> Skull Island. Skull Island ain't no country I ever heard of. They speak English in Skull Island. <laughs> they some do, some do, they do. I mean, do. this guy does. What does <laughs> yeah. King Kong look like? <laughs> he's he's big. Go on. He's black because <laughs> he well, is. He's a black gorilla. He, he is. He's has black fur. Does he look like a bitch? <laughs> what? I don't know. He, oh, you man. tell me. You know what? I, I do want to applaud how they made Kong look. They made him look closer to the original King Kong from like the very original movie. Which I've never Black seen, one? by the way, full disclosure. Oh, the old, old one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But from what I've seen, he kind of resembles the original Kong more so than the Kong from Peter Jackson's movie did. He's just much bigger. Than like maybe the yeah. like the the facial the features? facial yeah the facial like features. more pronounced yeah like a more pronounced that's what of, it does yeah. it completely accents your facial features. That was a sure. liar liar reference. Sorry. Oh, oh yeah yeah. Swish and that's the game. Jordan so Facebook. we're we're on Skull Island. He yeah. takes down all the things. Can I just say very, something? Very Can fun. I just say something? We're never yes. allowed to uh, do a Jim Carrey film. Thank you. All right. Yeah, we are. Um, in fact, we have one. In, we have one planned. Oh, good, great. That's I just be, can't tell you what it that, is. That's just sure going to be fucking two hours and twelve minutes of you guys doing Jim Car- Jim Carrey impersonations. Yeah. That's all that's going to be. Pretty much. That's all right. Anyway, continue. I'm sorry. Go. Yeah, Act One is good. It has the uh, strong start. Foreshadows some things. Um, shows us Kong. And he not getting very deep characters though. No, and there's so many. There's, There's so, so many, many, and they're very uh, shallow at this point. Yeah, but, Mason Weaver's there to take pictures because. I mean, for Pete's sake, Billy has more of a character more. than any of these people. Who? <laughs> Good one. B- Billy. Who is Who Billy? Keep... What? I missed that. Are you missing the Billy references? Billy is uh, McTavish or what's his That's name again? It. What is it? Chapman? I keep forgetting it. Chapman. 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 That's his son. He's writing yeah. a letter to, and everyone keeps oh, making yeah, fun of him son. as he's writing it. He's like, Dear Billy, did you ever... <laughs> Whatever. Does <laughs> your dad look like a bitch? <laughs> That's not even I in there. My, my dad's a... <laughs> <laughs> no. To be honest, I never really knew him. Uh, I'm sorry, And then there's guys. the one that... He, oh. I think it's in this act, like right at the beginning, but he's like, Dear Billy... I'm stuck in hell or something like that. Or, yeah. <laughs> we're, dear Billy, we're in hell on earth. I don't know. That was good. That was good. Dear no. Billy, the food here really sucks. Yeah. They feed it to you. Why'd you say the food sucks, man? In a cardboard container with maggots and the most deplorable rubbish imaginable. Mangle up and tangle up knots. Sorry. You cued it. You cued it. <laughs> I had to finish that. Yeah, yeah. And we can't and do the, the beds. The beds are not comfortable at all. And uh, I, they gave me a different accent. Okay, apparently. Okay, okay. I'm southern, but I'm flakes. talking like I'm. Okay, the floor prison creeps. Mike. Okay, prison Mike. What was the worst part of Skull Island, Dad? The Dementors. <laughs> <laughs> they were all over. You mean from Harry Potter? No, no like not, not from, from Harry, Harry Potter. Smack the shit out you, you little bitch. 
No. Okay, so I act two. Talk like that to his son. But act two. You ready for act two? Yeah. Let's go on act two. Act two. For thousands of years, the people on this island lived in fear. It's a hell of a long time to be scared. And then one day, the damnest thing happened. Some of the things they were afraid of started protecting them against the things that were eating them. But nothing lasts forever, I guess. And this is where they honor the last of their saviors. Yeah, that's calm. He's king around here. He's god to these people. Kong's a pretty good king. Keeps himself mostly. This is his home. We're just guests here. You don't go into someone's house and start dropping bombs unless you're picking a fight. The team is dealing with the loss of a few and they are gathering themselves and trucking through the island forest. John Goodman tells us he's a part of Monarch, who is an organization that hunts Mutos, and he very subtly mentions that his battleship was taken down by Godzilla. If you if you listen to him close enough, you'll you'll catch it. They're attacked by a bamboo-legged giant spider, and they take it down with relative ease, but we do get a scope for what exactly is on this island. We run into John C. Riley and the native island people. He's the heart of the movie, and it, he shows them around the civilization with these people. Kong helps himself to some giant calamari and tends to his wounds as Chapman just watches him just casually eat. The crew finds out that Kong protects these people from worse creatures. And just in case you forgot again, it's the 70s and Bad Moon Rising plays. Cool reveal that, reveal that John C. Riley, Hank, was the American at the beginning and became best friends with his Japanese counterpart. Very cool little detail. And we're off to try to get off the island in a handmade boat. They are floating, and one of the main scientist characters gets taken by a demon bird. The whole squad reunites. Act 2 is when it gets really fun, and I... Uh. I gotta say, I, I appreciate that the native island people aren't, like, hostile toward... The, toward our like the team that shows up mm -hmm. i mean they're we're like they draw their spears at first but they're they get over it pretty quickly yeah. and then john c Riley's like yeah they don't smile or anything i can't do his voice he, but he, he refers it. to them as the ewees the ewees i believe the what ewees they what sure. they call themselves uh, did you the guys things... oh go ahead go ahead go no ahead. i didn't like how they just let that guy get ripped to shreds by those birds Oh, at the oh. end of the act? Yeah, that was yeah. weird. At the like, end of the so act, I don't... Oh, he could have so taken the shot. Huh? He could have took the shot. 
Why do you just yeah. let him get t- carried away and ripped in half? And they're like, he's dead. He's dead, son. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what if he just showed up later, like beating the birds with his arm that they ripped off? <laughs> he's like, I got you back, you son Wait of a bitch. For me, get that. <laughs> Where'd you get that? Uh, I was born with it, and then it was detached. What did you I do with the scientist? Nothing. <laughs> oh, <gasps> Toy Story reference. Oh. He's a cannibal. Who are you, fellas? That's not what he sounds Murderer! like. Murderer! Murderer! <laughs> yeah. So John Goodman, you guys caught the, the Godzilla reference, right? I did yeah. not so the this first is, this time. Is like, I did not he, catch probably it. Probably his, his most important moment for me, sitting there talking about how he was on the USS Lawton. And, uh, no, because, well, Packard, is that his name, right? Yeah. He threatens yeah. to shoot him he, if he doesn't. He's freaking sitting yeah. there holding him at gunpoint, first, first of all, for what? Uh, um, because um, they lied to him and well, his unit. Well, that's great, but... Because he's in the army. That's all he knows. It's just more of this dick-swinging stuff, military stuff as well. i got to hold you at gunpoint because, you know... Okay. Why? I'm going to let you... No, finish your point. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it, but then he... <clears throat> then, at that point, he's like, okay... Well, we actually came here, blah, blah, blah. And he's revealing about the USS Lawton and um, something they encountered. And I don't know. He's like, monsters are real, so on and so forth. But Yeah. That's all. You think I that think. was his best scene? Uh, I thought it was important. the most important moment for okay. for um, for Randa. But at At the time, Joel, I kind of agreed with what, how you felt about it. Like, why is he holding him at gunpoint and doing this nonsense? I mean, it wasn't Bill that got you into this mess. You guys are the ones that came in, mm-hmm. you know, full tilt with your music blaring and disturbing the wildlife that you don't know anything about. It's almost like an alien world, and you're disturbing the peace there. Yeah. So why are you blaming Bill? Well, it actually ends up being Bill's fault because he wasn't being honest with the military on what their true purpose was at Skull Island. So is he correct to kind of blame Bill for that? Yes, but no. Or yeah, but yeah, what you're saying is yes. I I mean, Bill wasn't the one who turned the music on. Very true. But he brought him there. Like he's the one that. He's not the one that turned on Ozzy. (laughs) Okay. He literally is like John Goodman literally is Brian Cranston's character because he's like the quote unquote crazy guy that's like, I know what I saw. I know it's not just a, now we have to, there's stuff we have to. That's exactly Mike. Yeah. Yeah. I know what I saw, Mike. There's, uh, that's a classic there. That's a line that they did use, you know, I know what I saw. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. This guy. (laughs) Oh, we also get in this act. Uh, what's his name? Brooks is he mentions he wrote a like an essay on the hollow earth theory. Mm-hmm. And what this theory suggests is that beneath the earth, like within the earth, there is spaces that have like it's like another earth. Like in the earth it's hollow and there are these whole ecosystems. It's almost with like a Dyson these sphere creatures idea. and species that live there and they can survive there. The hollow earth theory. Remember that. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, Remember that it's Joel, like this. Requiem. Sure. Sure. And Hail I just want to say, 
every scene John C. Riley's in, uh, every bit of dialogue he has is just a joy. Like when he's being caught up to speed, like, yeah, we sent a man to the moon. Oh, yeah? Did we just leave him there? <laughs> like, I, I love it. Yeah. I, oh, I really... The Cubs win a World Series yet? No. Uh, like, well, what do they feed? The, what do they feed him up there? Like, it, it's so That's fun. what I said was your favorite part of the movie. That's what I meant. Oh, yeah. Detroit Tigers reference by Sliv... What's his name? Slivko? The young Something guy. Something like that. The young guy. And just how... Rambo? Yeah. Like, I bet no. you his name's a reference to that. It might be. But Slip. John C. Riley's character would be so proud today because the Cubs have since won a World Series. Took them 100 years, but they got it. Literally hundreds of uh, 100 years. What do they get Joel. into the argument about? Oh, yeah. Because like, uh, he's talking about the Tigers, and he's like, well, what would win in a fight, a Tiger or a Cub? And John C. Riley, who's a Cubs fan, is like, uh, a Tiger would. A Tiger would because a Cub is a baby bear. A full-grown Tiger could eat a, ba- a Cub. And I'm just like, yeah. his dialogue, I bet you 90% of it is improvised. Like, he's so good <laughs> in this. I told this, you guys, I didn't like him. One thing this has that Godzilla does not have is humor. Yes. And I appreciate yes. much that. of it. Which so adds personality it. and character. Yes. Likeability. But yeah, skull crawlers. Yeah, now that I say it out loud, it sounds it sounds dumb. I said it because it sounded neat, but I've never said it out loud. You can yeah. call it whatever you want. <laughs> like I love everything he says. <laughs> yeah. He's one of the best parts of the movie, which is I regret saying that he annoyed me in the trailer because that that scene annoyed me when I saw the trailer. But actually watching the movie, it's pretty funny. Most of his lines are pretty. Yeah, funny. that moment is one of my addition. favorites. We're going to die here. <laughs> this is a good group of guys. This is a great group of guys to die with. We're yeah. all going to die. You, you should have come, come here. here. <laughs> you should have come here, man. <laughs> That's an act. Yeah. When he talks about He's that. got a cool scene, no, too, fun. at the graveyard. Oh, with yeah. With the sword. He does. That's very With the katana. Cool. With yes. uh, Gunpei. Gunpei's katana. Mm-hmm. His, which, uh, did you explain it yet, Spencer? That they're the two... Mm-hmm. Him... What's his name? Marlon? Marlo. Yeah. Hank Marlo. 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 Hank. Yep. Hank Marlo and Gunpei were the original, the two guys that opened the movie right. that crash landed. Love it. Which was cool. That was a cool, cool addition. Yeah. And I, I also plot go ahead, Joel. Well, I just uh I just thought that their whole relationship, like, it was cool that they Set aside their differences, set aside pretty much an entire war uh, to band together against the greater threat, even though Kong doesn't, isn't actually a threat to anybody. But in the moment, they didn't know anything, so they banded together, even built the frickin' boat, you know, and set aside the differences. And I, I think the note that I made was, oh, Americans lear- could learn something from this. Uh yeah, it's like we can't yeah, even we can't even get along with with each other. Our two factions within our own country. Well, so. it's funny you say that because there's another relevant line that John C. Riley has. Like when they're catching him up to speed, he's like, "Oh, yeah, I was in. The, did we did we win the war?" And the guy goes, "Which one?" Which goes, one? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, yep. oh, oh so and, then, and, and, and then uh, it's like, well, I was. Russia's our ally. What are you talking about? And he's like, well, it's more of a Cold War. Oh, but they take the summers off, or what do they say? Take the summers off. <laughs> yeah, they off take or, the summers yeah. off then? Yeah. Oh. It's so, uh, he's a highlight of the fun. movie, for sure. Yeah. 
Good addition. The, the, the time, the time traveler guy. <laughs> is, is what the Slivko or whatever his name yeah. is. That's that's what he refers it, to. We, we met a like a weird uh, time traveling Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. You'll meet him. Yeah. <laughs> he's so good. Like that's so fun. Yeah. John Goodman's with the army guys. By the way, in case you forgot, I did. I because it just like the film. It's like he wasn't available for filming all the scenes he was supposed to be in because they showed the group that he was with. But not him. Like I know, I I never noticed there. that. Yeah, like, it, it wasn't. It was weird, right? It was kind of awkward. It's kind of weird how. Yeah, I don't know how else to say. You already said it, but I get what you're saying. Uh, he's filming two other saying. movies. He's with these people. He's it's almost like they cut around him, right? Like, and that made me forget that he was in the movie. Can we talk about the spiders real quick? We didn't talk oh, about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, what a cool addition. Gross. Mm-hmm. I don't... I This scene... Get, I I hate it. Yeah. Oh, the, it creeps me out. Like, it's great. That's how good it is. But... Okay. To go with the theme going, of the monster verse, it's into, perfect, though. Yes. Well, yes. I'm not going to argue that fact. But going into Kong, I was... I think the first time I saw it, I remember being so jarred because I was not expecting to th- see, you know, some spider? some Vlad the Impaler bullshit from <laughs> a giant, yeah, with the, oh, going yeah. through the mountain straight straight out the ass, in a from a giant bamboo spider, you know, and the, it, that's how creepy. You're just walking through like a forest of bamboo, and all of a sudden the bamboo stalks start m- fucking moving, and it's the legs of a spider. But what a what an awesome design! It's brilliant, yeah, it's but I it creep, creeps me the, the hell out, man. Yeah, it's, I also appreciate how Kong is like. It seems like they go out of their way to make him seem like yeah, just a regular old guy. Like when he shows up in like scenes, he's just there casually. Like somebody's just there, and he just shows up in the water. Like, cause it, the island is home. It's they don't have to. What I'm saying, they don't make a big production every time he shows up on screen. Yeah, that it's is just, true. Oh, he's, yeah. he's just in the water, and this guy's just, just like living his him. life. He's just living. Yeah, his best like he's life. just walking around. He doesn't hurt anybody yeah. if they don't mess with him. Yeah. Cool detail with the uh, scratches, the cuts on his hand from the helicopter oh, yeah. blades, by the way. But when he eats the the squid, Toby's just there watching, and he's and he only ate the damn there. squid because the squid started shit. So. You know? Right, and yeah. that wasn't like a big battle scene. It was, ah, he yeah. kills it and eats it. No big Stompsy, deal. Stompsy ink out of the bastard. Yeah. Even. That part did remind me of the Peter Jackson Kong movie. Yeah. What specifically? Just with the uh, squid. That's a long oh. movie. Yeah. That is, yeah. And uh, it does, I think this movie does pay a little bit of respect to the Peter Jackson Kong movie with the dinosaur not dinosaurs that are the skull dwellers i got which, sneeze good it went away okay but <laughs> I, I love i do think the design for the skull dwellers is pretty cool skull crawlers skull like crawlers have, i thought it was dwellers well, it's okay John hey, C. I Riley could, said he said i could call them whatever yeah, i wanted sure. fair enough yeah so but anyway, cool design. No back legs. Pretty cool <laughs> how they get around. And oh yeah, don't worry. These are just the little ones. Yeah, the big All one. Right. It just yeah, again, Kong oh, we, isn't made to be like this 
brute that just destroys people because he's on their island. Like, if you mess with him, he'll defend himself. But, like, he kind of protects the people. He's yeah, very cool reference, you know, King Kong. And like, yeah, that's Kong. He's king around king here. King around here, yeah. He's a god. Um, but I liked the first little glimpse of um, Kong's... Uh, what what do I want to say? The first, oh, first sign of him having some sort of conscience, I guess, is when he lifts that helicopter off the ram, the giant. Oh ram, yeah. So mm-hmm. the ram can get up and mm-hmm. go away and go live his live his life, and he just walks away. You you you're half expecting Kong to just smash the damn. <laughs> Wow, there it is. Bless you. Smash Thanks. the ram and, and Oh, Joel, bless like you is what we say to people when, uh, when uh, they, uh, they uh, sneeze. It stems from, Joel, people used to think when you sneeze, that was like a demon being released Exorc- from your body. Yeah, so you then they'd be like, yep. all right, bless you. And if you say Gesundheit, you're a Nazi. So. Mm. <laughs> okay. It's just but, my interpretation of it. Speaking of the ram... That uh, the scene, the first scene with the ram, mm. with the military outfit, when they're walking by it, or yes. with the female, what's her name? I'm sorry, Mason uh, Weaver. Mason, Mason Weaver, Weaver is going to take a picture. She's getting all nervous. They think he's going to shoot him. Which, by the way, that kind of pissed me off too. Like, come on, dude. Yeah. It's a giant ram. It's eating. It's doing its own business. You don't need to kill it for no good reason. But first of all, I love that scene. I just love the majesty of it. Like it's the otherworldliness of this ram this type huge. creature. The design yeah. of it. CGI yeah. really cool. in this movie is really good too. The animals yeah. look great. Or yeah. well, the creatures look great, I think. And who oh yeah, it was Tom Hiddleston's character who told him not to shoot it. Oh yeah, remember he's in this movie. Creature. Yeah, he is in this movie. <laughs> I remember. I just I but, almost forgot. On the opposite end of the spectrum, and now that I think of it, this is a pretty good. This is a pretty good um, reflection. When Sam Jackson shoots the bird for no reason, or for no good reason, in my opinion. Yeah, he. I mean, he really did. Yeah, because he's. I mean, ugly. he's just what a fucked up looking bird. He says Shoot, ugly. Blows it away. What? He doesn't say the f word. He says it's ugly. Then yeah, I swear he says a swear word. With no, he's like that's the ugliest. That's the ugliest ass bird. Yeah, ugly ass bird. Yeah, whatever. Ugly yeah, it's an ugly ass bird. Or whatever. Shoots it, kills it for no good reason, and that's Blue just blood. a perfect example of humanity being Killing animals doing what for they fun. do. Yeah, trophy hunting. Hold on. <coughs> Which now that I, I mean, no wonder that now I think that about Pelican it. picked the scientists up later. Right. He was pissed off. Uh, no, the whole uh, ram and the trophy hunting thing and everything is like, oh, you you wonder, you wonder if that that was another commentary on the uh, on the Trumps uh, for trophy hunting, um, you know, because that go. was <laughs> that was going on too. That was a controversy. So, uh, I don't know if it's specific yeah, to probably. Trump. Well, no, I but... like to think it is. Oh, also okay. speaking of presidents, <laughs> um, what? <laughs> okay. Do, do movie do filmmakers realize that there are other presidents that can be portrayed besides Nixon? Like, can we move... Can we get a movie with a different president? <laughs> <Good> impression. <laughs> that was... I'm not a crook. I'm not a crook. I'm not a crook. 
If the president does it, then it's not illegal. That was Frank Langella playing President Nixon. Movies, love Nixon. Uh, I do like how they tied in an actual president, or um, made Truman a big deal with this, because... Was it toward, when they first got to Washington in the beginning? How Randa was saying, uh, "Blah blah blah." I was I was part of Monarch when Truman formed it in 1964, or whatever the hell he says. Yeah. So, it, you know, they do a good job at it, kind of inserting it into our own reality, and just another. That's that's a very small detail that they didn't need to do. But they did it. It's not the it's, only thing they're yeah. uncertain. Okay. <laughs> Giant animals. <laughs> Giant animals. What do you think I was talking about? You know, they don't do a whole lot to humanize Kong either in this movie. Well, other than the do. helicopter thing. He seems but really reasonable. He's re- he's just, like you guys said, he's doing his thing. He's going around. He's he's more human than half the people I know. He's, he's taking going, care you guys of business good down on there? the island. Cool. You good? Rams, you guys good? Oh, let me get that one. You guys cool? You hungry? You hungry? I got a squid. I got a squid. I'm doing a squid fry later. Uh, you, uh, third mountain from the from the left, you'll see the civilization. If you reach the uh, skull crawler graveyard, you've gone too far. I'm right before that. Yep, I'm the mountain right before that. Well, the, well, the cave. You know, I'll I'll tidy up. But yeah, we we got a squid roast. I, I'll, have some, squid roast. I'll have some. I'll have some tiki torches. Uh, some yep. sushi. And it'll be fun. Oh, uh, I found a radio. I found a radio. Some so we'll giant have some torches. We'll have some Ozzy playing, probably. And, uh, well, it'll just be a good time. It'll be a good time. Be good. The, the birds will be there. Absolutely, yeah, the birds will I be there. I got these sure. new metal toys for the kids. They got these blades on them. Mm-hmm. Be careful. They got a little yeah, blood on uh, them, but... They'll cut your hand. They'll cut your <laughs> hand. We can play some lawn <laughs> yeah. darts. Honest, <laughs> okay. honest yeah. mistake. Honest mistake, though. Honest mistake. Well, yeah. Yeah, well, we're doing a... Well, guys, well, we're doing a tree-throwing contest. I got prizes. It'll be fun. It's the classic... Oh, man, the only barbecue. reason I didn't win is because it hit that metal bird. Yeah, well... Damn it. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? That's bull. Will the skull crawlers be there? No, they ruined it last time. I don't think I will be inviting them back. No. No. Two questions. Yeah. Two questions. <laughs> Go Sorry, ahead. that last comment made me laugh. I don't think I'll be inviting them back. They were bad guests. But is this the same act when the one guy, Chapman, gets killed? Um, I was trying to remember myself. Hold on, let me check my notes. That's, yeah, it's, I'm pretty... Um, I'm sorry, fellas. I didn't check. I didn't write down the act structure. I'm pretty this time. sure it is. Why did I not write that down? I think it is, and it's just okay. so sudden. Like you think he's going to be a main character, and then boom, he's shooting a giant stick bug and well, then skull crawler. They kind of make blood. him out to be like the the heart and soul of the movie. Like he's got a son that he's wanting to talk to when he gets home, and he's like the straight soldier. He's the he's the good the what do you want to say like the boy scout type character like he's the one who's trying to get them all to calm down at the beginning like oh can we please like get out of this alive please thank you like and he's the one who walks in on sam jackson but anyways it was too late to reshoot they're like oh shoot we we were supposed to kill the kid the young kid slim go not (laughs) not chapman he damn it well we don't have the budget to reshoot that 
So I guess it's just him. He's dead. Well, this goes back. I'll connect that dot later. But Chapman okay. fights this thing that looks like a. I thought. I turned to my roommate. I was like, "That'll that looked like a Pokemon, <laughs> like that giant twig." Oh yeah. Log thing. That stick bug. Yeah. Log. Oh, bug. again. Let's just shoot these things, and he's the I bug's know. like, "What the hell? I'm yeah. moving." Why is that a thing with humanity? Well, we in don't reality, know it. If these giant creatures were there, I, you're not gonna know what I they're mean, gonna do. I'd get freaked I out, but I don't think I would shoot. I'd run away. I wouldn't shoot him. I'd run away. He makes some I'd, cute yeah. little noises, but then we well, realize Skullcrawler gets him. Yeah, yeah, he gets uh, gutted, and then we see later at the yeah. graveyard scene that they go out is of this in this act us. as well? No, that's act okay. three. Okay, okay. the reunite. Yeah, but we find out that uh, Hank and his his friend who uh, was killed by the skull crawlers. We find out in a cool scene in those cave with the cave drawings. You see mm -hmm. the skull crawlers, and they're like, "Dude, Kong! They're not trying to keep Kong out. They're trying to keep these things out. These things are the bad guys. They're the enemies, uh, and he can get them when they're small. Um, but yeah, don't. Yeah, these guys, Kong." He's here for us. He's just trying to protect us. Very cool. I, I, he actually hosts barbecues every now and then. Very cool. I really <laughs> like that element of the narrative yeah. where yeah. they have this giant, civil, like not civilization, but they have this giant wooden barricade. And it kind of is a callback to the original or the Peter Jackson one anyway, where they have like a civilization in that too, but right. they're hostile. Yeah. This, this, this group isn't hostile. And this barricade is meant. I think Kong could get through that in a, by flicking his finger. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the skull dwell the skull crawlers. Excuse there me. You go. Skull crawlers. There you go. I like how it gives another reason to have something like that be built, rather than keeping Kong out. Yeah, because that would be guy. the initial assumption, like they did in the movie. The characters did, like, oh, you know. That's adding that third element instead of having it be predictable and say, oh, we got to keep the giant gorilla out by building this giant wall. That's not going to work, you know. Yeah. It adds logic, too. Yeah, another cool bit is when, you know, we we see the boat that he and his buddy were working on to try to mm -hmm. get off the island. So he's been there since for 28 years, I think he said, mm -hmm. just to give you an idea, you, the listeners, John C. Riley, Hank has been there for 28 years just chilling with these people so he's been there a oh, while wearing the same thing he wore the day he crash landed Packard don't give a shit no he well his whole thing is he wants to kill Kong because Kong killed his men a bunch of his so men and it's an excuse irrational to kill a big old uh, gorilla irrational and vindictive right yep. yeah but that's the classic two-dimensional uh, army guy that gets portrayed in movies. Like, army is my life. I don't want to go home because I don't know anything outside of shooting. <laughs> but they didn't even try to make him sympathetic and like, it's no. all I know. I only I know don't even, shooting. I... They didn't try to do that. You just sound like the fucking water boy. <laughs> she she showed me her boobies and I like those too. 
Great. Sorry. Are we are we still having that, that test to check the information? Yes, if it's okay with you and your mama. Oh yes, of course. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's something oh, wrong with you and Doom Lam Lungada. No, he said no curse There's something you're wrong, wrong with his medulla oblongata. It's, rather, <laughs> it's Colonel Sanders that says it. Right. <laughs> so stupid. What are we doing? <laughs> how about the tractor that goes? How about the tractor that goes forty miles an hour down the dirt road? Yeah. Yeah, Michigan experimented with their towel boy today, and it did not go as planned. <laughs> towel boy. It's from the movie. It's from another movie. That's the Water Boy. Completely from overrated. The I love my mama very much, and it's it's my you fault. It's my fault because I I love mama. All right. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Act two was was fun, and they're they're trying to get off the island. We is there anything we we're missing? Yeah, we weren't with these people long enough for us to really get the relationship between them and Hank. But it's kind of like a castaway thing. Like, yeah, I do want to get off the island, but when I really think about it, like this has been my home for twenty eight years. These have been the people that kind of took me in, and I, you know, I guess this is goodbye like i do want to go home i have a an adult son that i've never met that was born on the day that i crash landed i have a wife we find out that he has a wife that you know thinks i'm dead probably been 28 years but i do want to go home it doesn't matter to me i mean i've never met him i just know that there's a son out there and if i meet him great if i don't great but this has been my home for this long and it is kind of sad to see these people go or to see uh, to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. Cool moment. Touching moment at the very end that we'll get to, but yeah. Um, did you guys know I, Tom Hiddleston, Tom Hiddleston is still in this movie. Yes, when he's still in this movie, but I swear this movie turns into. I th- I thought we were watching Kong, not Uncharted, <laughs> with uh, Nathan Drake as portrayed by Tom Hiddleston. That's yeah. kind of the vibe I got. Tom Holland actually is going to play him. I know, which I don't. I don't really agree with that casting. I've never, personally. I've never played it. Never played it. I don't know. Joel, what do you think? You played Uncharted. Yeah, I know you like the second I was, one a lot. I had a PS3. Yeah. Um. Tom Holland. Yeah, what do you think? I don't know about that. Mark Wahlberg is Sully. Mm, no. Cool. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> nah. But that's on another podcast. No, yeah. It's, it's not. It's but not. I, I just thought it was funny how his character is reminiscent. Yeah, and I did get the, the act- vibe. I did get the vibe, but Yeah. With this it's the it's the gun holster yeah. across the back that does Yeah, the it. straps. Yeah. The straps. Which <laughs> before we move on to Act Three, we do gotta touch upon the tiny sliver of character development between Brie Larson and Tom Hiddleston's character. Their little discussion as uh, John C. Riley's shaving in their little base, and he's shaving, and they're looking at the night sky <laughs> with the aurora, which is, I'm sorry to say, this is one of the scenes that the effect 
is not very good. Yeah, it's it's a little the off. The northern lights or Can the I southern just, lights or whatever you, uh, it is. So we already, yeah, we kind of gloss over that little scene with the him well, trimming his beard, things. right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and he's like, sometimes I can't tell if I'm talking. <laughs> and then he's, he's like, you're talking right now. I am? Your lips are moving. Are you talking? I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> I'm going to stab you later in so your sleep. so, like, whacked I'm out. I'm going to stab you in your sleep, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. funny. That was a funny He's bit. He's great. But not a very fucking whacked out. Not a very strong attempt to create empathy for these characters like Brie Larson and Tom Hiddleston because mm-hmm. they say, "Oh, fun fact, my dad was in the SSS or whatever." No. Nope. Or not the SSS, nope. excuse me. Nope. Excuse me. The OSS. The Special Forces, the British Special Forces. SAS, you mean? Or no? SAS. I can't. There's so many acronyms there's in this so world. There's so many SAS, ASS, SHIT. They're all there. ASAP, ACT, ASAT. SHIT, What? Yeah. Okay, so we can move on from our fucked up alphabet. Sure. I, I just, I, no, I, I wasn't digging the attempt. It was a kind of a shallow attempt to create more depth for these characters, but it was like taking another couple steps into the shallow end mm-hmm. of a pool. It's like the entire but, pool is three foot deep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like we're calm yeah. walking afraid through to this. kill main characters, whereas Godzilla was, I, well, with the exception <laughs> of Brian Cranston, but, like, People die in this movie that you're like, oh, I thought he was a main character. We'll get to that in Act 3 a little bit with one like specifically. I was yeah, surprised when he bit it. I thought they were going to yeah. get reunited. Yeah, no. But. Yeah. All right, we ready to move on to Act 3? Yeah. Trying to escape, the team makes their way through a highly flammable graveyard surrounded by yellow and green debris. This is where we lose John Goodman, and yeah, if you forgot he was here, so did I. But he's gone for real now. A skull crawler attacks, and we lose more men. The team disbands because Packard wants to kill Kong, and Loki wants to save people. So Loki and Brie Larson and Hank, they go to save Kong. And we finally get the classic Kong chest pump, or the, yeah, the, where he beats his chest. So awesome. Packard tries to kill Kong with the fire, but he's a monkey god, and that didn't work. Kong faints, though, (laughs) and then we get the big one. Keep out of reach of children. The big skull crawler comes out. Kong crushes Packard as he's about to say motherfucker. And he, he gets crushed. It's very cool. And the squad is on the run. 
In an attempt to sacrifice himself, this guy who we haven't mentioned, but Cole, the old, the old guy who is, he's had a role in this movie. Um, he 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 gets tail whipped and explodes trying to sacrifice himself with grenades. Didn't work. Kong and the Skull Crawler fight, and we're going. We're in it. We're in the big fight. Bree almost dies in the water, but Kong saves her and then finishes off the crawler by ripping his guts out through the mouth. He walks off triumphantly while, while the humans continue to escape. Kong beats his chest, and John C. reunites with his wife and his adult son. And then, in a post credit scene, it shows Loki and Bree, and you, you hear him talking, you think he's talking to the audience, but he's not. They're in a holding room. And he's where Brooks... The scientists we forgot about, uh, and the girl, tell them that Kong is only the beginning. There's more out there. So they show old footage of people discovering cave drawings of Godzilla, Rodan, Mothra, and King Ghidorah, who is fighting Godzilla. Yep. And it ends with the Godzilla roar. And the oh, next yeah. movie and the movie after that is set up. Let's go. Boom. Yeah. I love that post credit scene. So freaking Booyah. cool scene. Rodan, yeah. Mothra, and King Ghidorah. One of the best post credit scenes I've seen. One of my favorite. Yeah. I mean, um, I, thought I'm just gonna all, say I, it. I thought it was cool, but. I'm just going to say it. How does Kong. Okay. We, we'll go back to the beginning of it, you, but. I have to say this before I forget. Kong saves Brie Larson. Brie Larson is in his hand. Okay? With that same <laughs> hand, he the, the hand that Brie Larson is in, yeah. he reaches into the mouth of the skull crawler and grabs, while he she's still in there, Grabs the guts out. How? What is? She, how do you think well, it's, she like it's realized? Mostly, the tongue is mostly wrapped around his arm, too, isn't it? Yeah, but still, he was like, "Yeah, I have this other hand, but she's gonna get a, a cool." <laughs> this bitch can quick. die. <laughs> wow! But he shoves her. Hey. She was inside of the thing. Yeah. Do you think she realized it? No, she was, she was unconscious. She was unconscious. I just Which, she woke up. I wanted a point of view shot of her going, "Holy hell!" <laughs> waking up in there. But didn't happen. Oh, last night was a real bender. Oh shoot, she was still in my hand. Dang it! I wonder okay. if there's a deleted scene of him like rips the tongue out and he's like, mm, "I had a girl in my hand." There was a Gets girl. blood on her. Oh, I got to rinse her off. Dips her in the, oh, dips her in the water. <laughs> she was in that hand. Dang it. I got to go back in there. Hope she's okay. Oh, no. <laughs> we got to get her out. The stomach acid. I thought I used my other hand. I swear I switched hands. Oh, well. Well, I didn't. Do we want to talk about Story, the, the, the graveyard scene? Yes, we do. The big, well, the big action moment. Big yeah, action. Everything yeah, yeah, yeah. is just flammable. Uh, question. Wait, okay. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, let me ask you a question first. Go ahead, yeah. Um, the bit where the camera is just going off, is that explained why, like, before they go in, like, hey, this is, like, a radioactive, flammable area? Like, 
How, how does I the think, camera flash keep going off? I don't know why. I don't it keeps know, going but off. I really like cool, it. To be honest, but my why? roommate raised the same he question. He knows something's wrong because it's going off, and he's just like, "Oh shit!" And then he gets eaten. Yep, hated that. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of cool, but I don't know. I didn't want. I wanted John Goodman to make it out of there. He made it to Act I Three. I like this character. He made it to Act Three. Yeah. I feel like the like of my the like of his characters contributed because John Goodman. I I, I, I did, said that way wrong, but uh, whatever. I well, go ahead. I mean, obviously, like I don't. Really I just learned English apparently. Care for? Uh, I I don't think he was the right actor for the part. But Teach setting that own. aside, I I I liked. I didn't like his death, but I liked how the camera kept going off because it was like building suspense. Yeah. You know? You couldn't like, see him. It's like the typical, like, flash over here, flash over here. Flash is getting yep. closer, you know? Yeah. And he was like Ahsoka. Mm, sure. It was cool. And it, it also reminded me, have either of you guys seen The Conjuring? Never no. will. Which we have to do. We have yeah. to do in October, do by the way. Me. We have to do a horror movie. Um, there is a scene in there, Joel, and this won't give you nightmares, so just relax. But it's one of the more tense scenes. They have these cameras set up around the house um to catch the hauntings and they go off when there's um uh like a ghost present because they give off like a uh i don't know the word but they give off a something that sets these cameras off like it's like a, a thermal thing and that's what it reminded me of like these things are setting the camera off because of how they're composed or whatever but it's just very cool very like unsettling right it's fun and just yeah. the the design of this graveyard it's where like kong's family is also we get the skull crawler cough up the chapman's skull and we see that yep he's dead and it's just it's it's a terrifying doesn't scene, matter to really. packard and, and, yeah that's been it, packard's whole motive is oh we gotta we gotta go find him and oh he's dead well, we still doesn't him. matter. We got to go kill Kong. <laughs> and yeah. his But the bullshit. skull crawler is the one that killed him. Uh, you know uh, what? My well, I up. just want to shoot some. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very cool design yeah. in this graveyard. And just like this debris. It, it's just cool. I, I will say I don't... It was kind of cool, but I don't really like how... Because it, it didn't make sense to me that John C. Riley's character would just toss the the sword to to, uh, to conrad to for him to use Tom, yeah like you'd think yeah. he'd be like no like this is my like show him doing it with the gas mask like show him that would have been through. cooler yeah but that would have like, been cooler. toss it and he just does it I'm like don't but we got to give tom hiddleston an action sequence yeah we haven't had one yet well a very short one at, at that yeah he wears the gas mask for like uh, 45 seconds as he runs through the smoke which does, he takes it off a little too soon like there's he does. still smoke like, still around him right like well, he where, definitely has cancer where did the toxic <laughs> gases come from those grenades but where did the who had the grenades One was of the it soldiers. the young Rambo looking guy who got knocked out I don't who he rescued I don't remember speaking of the young Rambo guy though uh Sil- Sliv Slivko Tonight's Stallone. character spotlight is him, Slivko. He's the young soldier that turns his gun on Packard, in case you forgot. Anyway, 
He's a big Tigers fan, so naturally I was drawn to him, being a Tigers fan myself, being from Michigan. Now, once he got off the island, he finished his duty and retired from the military. Turns out, he was more than a baseball fan, but a pretty solid outfielder. outfielder. His work on Skull Island gave him a name, and he used that to his advantage. He was awarded a tryout for the Tigers farm team, the West Michigan Whitecaps. Maybe you've heard of them. He made it and uh, had a solid career in the minors, but uh, his one claim to fame was in the 1980 season when he pinch hit for an uncharacteristically struggling Steve Kemp for the Tigers. They're down 3-2 to two with men on first and second and bottom of the ninth, you know. He, he takes the plate bottom of the ninth with two outs. He hits this one and it's his it's, it's one and only career major league home run and it's a walk off and he was the hero for one game and then back to the minors where he eventually retired and, and nestled down right here in Grand Rapids, Michigan he eventually became a little league coach where he still brags about hitting a homer off Cubs all-star closer and National League leader in saves in 1980, Bruce Sutter. So that's his one claim to fame. I know that went over both of your heads, and that's okay, sports guys. I literally fell asleep. Yeah. No, I I happened to pick a year where the Cubs had an all-star closer that... uh, uh, Okay, uh, a closer is the pitcher that comes in, like in the ninth inning generally when they have the lead and they need somebody to just close it out and to get the save okay a save is when you have uh, a three or fewer run lead i believe it's three or fewer and and he saves it he saves the game for him he seals the win so that that's a fun stat and the cubs pitcher just happened in 1980 to be an all-star and he led the league he led the league and saved that year so i didn't know that when i picked the year 1980 it just happened to be really cool that that i did so are you trying uh, to kill him that was the year that was the year he's gonna fall asleep in that booth kirk gibson was on the team and just a bunch of, of of tigers greats um i had a lot to choose from so uh-huh. it was it was very the nineteen eighties cool. the nineteen eighties Tigers because you know he was a Tigers fan he's from Detroit uh, they had guys like they had uh, Lance Parrish uh, Richie uh, Abner, Steve Kemp Lewis, who he pitched for and he was there ass. it looked like he was there it looked like he was their RBI leader so, uh, Rick, that year Rick Peters yep, yep. was there uh, Al Cohen's Champ Summers those guys were all um, they uh, Kirk you know, Gibson they were all, there's a name you might know. Uh, Duffy Dyer, you know, just just a bunch of just a bunch of um, yeah, big big names. For the <laughs> <You're Tigers. done. laughs> yeah, I'm done. I only did that to to, to <laughs> make those names up. Joel Duffy is gone. Dyer. Joel is gone. Tell him, hey, Joel, I'm done. You Joel, can come back. you successfully driven him away. All right, sorry, I'm He's back. back. That was my character spotlight. Um. No, your, cool your fight. Character cool fight. Yeah, cool fight. Oh, come I, on. All that noise. <laughs> it's the classic, like Brie Larson, we get the classic where Kong sees 
them and approaches through the fog. His eyes look terrifying, by the way. He's coming through the fog, and he sees Loki and Captain Marvel, and he's like, hey, you guys are Avengers, right? No, but she does the <laughs> where she touches his, his nose. <laughs> I want Kong to just be like, swat her hand and be like, excuse me, why do they wait? Like, did I... You don't Did know, I give I you consent? Like, would you stop? That tickles. What if he sneezed? She ain't doing anything to him. What if he sneezed? That's just been like a... <laughs> oh, give that. oh, God. You, <laughs> yeah, that would be... My blows her way back. <laughs> oh, you tickled my <laughs> nose. Yeets her off the cliff with a sneeze. <laughs> then Loki's just like, Kong, I, wasn't, I wasn't going to touch you. Wilhelm scream. <laughs> yeah. And her body's just broken. And he's like, oh, okay. shit, I didn't mean to kill her. I had to sneeze. She tickled my nose. I have, a, I have a really good point, though. And this goes in with... I mentioned earlier about the Northern Lights effect. It's not impressive. Like, you could argue that the scene... And I haven't seen it in a while, so I have to compare the two more recently. But the Peter Jackson King Kong scene approach... Like, their chemistry, whatever. The Anne Darrow relationship. The, that trope they carried over. Not very well. I don't... The effect is ruined in this movie, I think, by how, I'm sorry to say, not very well done the effect is with the green screen when they're on top of that mountain, um, when I she touches agree. him on the nose, when agree. she touches him on the nose. Hit the I, nose. The green screen effect brought me right out of it. You can clearly tell that they're on a green screen on a set in a in some soundstage somewhere. What? I thought they actually cast a giant gorilla. No, I'm talking about just the environment. Oh, right. And realistically, if you're standing up that tall, now you think of it, there would be a, a wind gust of some sort. There would be a wind gust up the, at that high of an altitude. You would think. And there would also be a wind gust whenever, when she touches Kong's nose, he would be breathing and you'd see the subtle, uh, the subtle breathing wisps going through her hair, like you as he's kill breathing. He's holding his breath. Like, and, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's holding his breath. He was holding his no. sneeze in the whole time, like I said. Yeah, but you get you get what I'm trying to say. I think the effect would have. We, me and my roommate talked about that for a while. Like the effect would have been sold better. Like, just having the subtlety of her hair being moved by his nostril breathing, his nose breathing. Yes, Kong's not a mouth breather. 100% correct. That it, it's just disappointing that they didn't have that in there to, to give it more credibility, given how bad the CGI or the green screen environment looked. That's a very good point. I didn't realize that, the like, the nose thing. But that's a really good freaking point, dude. Good freaking point. Yeah. Well, isn't that a thing? Like, they did that even in Jurassic Park, right? Probably. With, well, it's kind of similar to the Triceratops. They had it breathing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. added to the... To, it's helped sell the scene. They also had practical dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. That's true. Well, uh, good luck trying to build a <laughs> four-story tall gorilla that works. True. Hey, Japan's no, building fight. fucking Gundam robots and shit. Why can't we? <laughs> mm -hmm. They're the, getting ready for the live-action Gundam movie? <laughs> the fight's cool. How it takes place, it makes sense. The guy gets tail-whipped. Tail-whipping is a theme in the last few movies. Like, I thought All that was right. kind of... 
like oh, I'm gonna go you guys go live your life and then just not nah, okay f- but uh-uh. I liked this is him I like and I liked I did what too I, I admired what I he was too. trying to do it's didn't just work. I wish great idea it didn't work you want to know why it didn't work it's because they made execution <laughs> didn't work they made a empathetic they made a moment that built a, that could have built empathy with a character to create this solemn sacrifice moment and they turned it into a joke it totally it kind of ruined the the mess like yeah just the intent behind I, the scene oh he's he's a brother in arms I he's don't gonna think sacrifice it's an, himself intentionally a joke though no I, it was a joke was are you kidding me crawler. he was tail whipped into the side of a mountain yeah, holding a grenade that, and he blew up i don't up. think it was like intentionally slapstick like no, whip. I think Joel's right. <laughs> I, just, think, I took it as a he joke. He just hits the mountain. <laughs> like, I don't it's think a, it I, I And cannot, then it cuts the slide. I guarantee like, you, uh, I, I you, guarantee you, you sit in a theater and watch <laughs> that today. Somebody, more than one person, will laugh at that. Well, they're sick. No. What we'll laugh been, at this guy. What All right, hit me. I'm ready. Swallow me. Swallow me. Whack. Is it Hank would have threw out this line? Hey, Maybe we should get the skull crawlers to play for the Cubs. But no, I, I don't, don't think it was that, guys, for a joke that to me, This is something that happened earlier in the movie too. Like you have these moments with these guys that like Packard makes a big deal about the helicopter when it goes down. He's like, Simmons or whatever his name is. Are you there? I'm Dude coming Simmons. to get you. He gets out, walks over. Kong picks the helicopter up, throws it behind his back and you hear a... As he flies away. Yeah. So they're taking these moments of like, mm-hmm. obviously Packard cares a lot for his men, but all the men that he cares about keep dying in comical ways. True. That Bound I point. just didn't, it, it, it's, it irritated me. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're going to we have remember, this solemn moment, self-sacrifice. Nope. It's a joke. We remember that Brooks is in this movie because he is shooting the, skull crawler with the sweet awesome gun on the book on the boat mm-hmm. so we had to be reminded that he was in it let's talk about samuel l jackson's death scene and that whole thing so he wants to blow up kong like with fire and gas or whatever in the water it just pisses kong off he does faint though i thought that was kind of awkward how like he gets through but then he faints and then uh samuel jackson just is about to say his mf line and just gets crushed by the by Kong's hand. Very cool. Very Another cool. funny moment. Yeah, that was supposed to be like you know finally like this guy shut him up. Yeah, get him out of here. You're supposed you're rooting for Kong and that. Moment. All the important deaths in this movie happen comically. You're kind of right because John Goodman's you know thing. Oh shit. oh shit. Yeah. Like although I will say John Ortiz's death scene when he when he's carried away I don't. That didn't come that off was as pretty brutal. funny. That was pretty Not even brutal. unintentionally funny to me. Just I didn't think. Yeah. Which, yikes. Fun fact. Not really fun because I did this, not like seeing his arm getting th- ripped off. This, that was gross. This this was a uh, well. Get ready. Be grossed out uh, because I and I misremembered that particular scene because I thought they tore him right the fucking half. And that's what I was I was bracing myself for. So it was a relief just to see his arm go. Uh, you misremembered the dismemberment. You know, exactly. They almost foreshadowed because they didn't show him being. They only showed his arm. 
he could have come back like to save the day or something. Yeah, the Skywalkers like, did it. could have showed up okay. like Matt McConaughey in uh, Tropic Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> and threw his it's arm up like, at the... <laughs> I mean, that My friend wants an arm, my friend gets an or, arm. Or, you know, the boat leaves and he's... It, it has like a... Not a post-credits, but just a... Before we cut away from the island, it just... It goes into like the depths of the island and it's him just like surviving without his arm. And he's like, did I miss the boat? And then the people like <laughs> rescue him and he's like, ah, who are you guys? Or no, wait, he met them. He was with them. And then he like takes the place. He's the American that takes the place of, of Hank. Yeah. <laughs> they speaking fixed of, you. what was the, they the guy's name? Arm. Cole. Cole is the old guy that got tail whipped. Yeah. The old guy. Yeah. He had a pretty funny line earlier. I was I forgot to mention it when the uh, the other guy the 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 trooper that keeps mentioning the dear Billy yeah every time it comes up one the one of the black soldiers mm-hmm. okay he's asking him about like you didn't get you didn't we just saw a giant gorilla whatever <laughs> how do you still have an it was appetite? an unconventional <laughs> encounter yeah <laughs> he's sitting there eating his can of beans or whatever the hell that was yeah and he's how do you still have an appetite right now and he's just like what. Like, that's just... I feel like he's very scientific, logic-based yeah. thinking. It was on a conventional encounter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah? Yeah? <laughs> I'll say. That's all that's running through your brain right now? Yeah. That was an unconventional encounter. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Uh, other than that, I mean, you get Sam Jackson given the what's his line bitch please yeah i did say that yeah so that, that was spider-man i got a big laugh out of that i have to say another thing though that rang totally unexpected that rang true to the the trump era was his attitude towards uh mason weaver as a photojournalist Oh yeah, the picture, the camera's like, right there. Yeah, right there at the beginning when she's getting on the boat, they're having that little debate. He's not wrong though. Wow. Okay, but his disdain just because she's a, you know, just because she exposes the fucking truth in, you know, right, yeah. right. Uh, yeah. Yikes. We don't Yikes. care about the truth. Yeah. We can't handle the truth. We're Americans. Man, I just showed that by I got faced with the truth that. Chapman was dead, but I didn't care. We're going I'm after Kong, truth, and I'm kind of using that truth, as an excuse. Disguised as the lie. I, I don't oh, know. and by also, just the uh, Packard <clears throat> not listening to, oh, I don't know, the guy who's lived on the island for <laughs> 28 a, yeah, years I've only, and told him not <laughs> to go that way. I've only been here for 28 years. What do I know? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and by the way, he's going to try and kill Kong and all the natives are going to die. And there's a lost civilization. There you go. Yeah. Because of his stupid, petty vendetta against a creature who you interrupted right. on his home turf. Mm-hmm. And but we had to have a you have no guy. respect for the life on this island. I want to I wanna go back and revisit the whole uh, Mason Weaver and Kong relationship. Because part of me okay. was thinking... Are they just doing this to mirror again what came before in the Kong legacy of films? I would imagine. You know, Kong gets a soft spot for the lady. 
you know, in his heart. Yeah. And, and fights yeah. with her in his hand. Yep. Yeah. Just like the classic when he's on the building and he's holding yeah. her. Yeah. Oh, um, she doesn't scream nearly as much plane. as what's her face does, though. Yeah. And Darrow. Yeah. You know what I noticed about Brie Larson? Good actress. Fine. But she's kind of wooden a lot. Like she has the same go-to mm. facial expressions, just like a lot, stoic, a lot, a lot like of I eyebrow. Can't show a lot, lot of eyebrow, I think. Yeah. yeah. And just not smiling like I'm the strong independent woman so much so that I can't show fear or emotion. Like, yeah, right. you can. That was something they they talked about a little bit in the bonus features as well was how you know talking about her and her character how she did she, her character is not shown as just like a damsel right and that's like fine. the that's woman great. is in the that's other good. kong movies but no they yeah i didn't No, she kind of turns into one at the end though because uh, she does have to be saved yeah, but i i i'm not yeah, saying it in the sense that she's right uh because that that shit's like way worse Peach. in the in the King Kong in the Peter Jackson because they damseled the shit out of her in that movie, but <laughs> damsel the shit out of my. I hair. didn't get that. That that that's practically, in my opinion, practically not not existent. It was practically a Donkey Kong adaptation. Uh, not in this one though. I I, I with Pauline. I think, uh, yeah, Brie Larson's character was good in the sense that they stayed they stuck to the okay let's not make Strong. her you know yeah. the the actress whatever yeah actress or whatever that needs to be saved and is completely helpless and uh you know yeah so yep yes so this post credit scene well we get a wholesome moment when when hank meets his son with killer sideburns by the way and his wife, who apparently never remarried, welcomes him back twenty-eight years later. Hey, I thought you—I thought you'd never show up. Your dinner's cold, you know, something like mm -hmm. that. And then he gets his hot dog and his beer while he watched the Cubs. And at that point in time, they still hadn't won a World Series. But that got well, me. Speaking of which, that that post-credit scene it got was me. Cool. Yeah, yeah. That was very well done. Scene, I guess. Very well yeah, done. Cool. With and the I like how and, it was shot. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was shown like you were seeing footage of it which like a homecoming video yes that it was that way like does that imply that somebody was doing a home video of him like he had somebody i following think so him? that's weird maybe it was yeah. another relative sure but it was I, weird. one thing the hot dog and the beer like earlier when he's talking about it he looks like he's about to cry you're prettier than a hot dog and a beer at wrigley field but you're real yeah. And he's like doing that with his family. <laughs> made me hungry. Yeah. Made me hungry. It didn't make you sad. It just made you feel hungry. Yeah. And I just felt sad because I know that in his lifetime, he didn't see the Cubs win the World Series. I don't think. I mean, well, I guess he, he could have, have been really old. He might have been like 90. True. True. Can something, I, I, I just want to say something about the very last shot of Kong's face and the, the eyes. And he mentioned it at the beginning. Oh, yeah, the bookend. The, Ring theory. Right, that. and But I interpreted the, the eye effect a little differently. To me, that's some, at least for the second one at the end of the movie, is some major foreshadowing. Because, I mean. How so? Who the fuck breathes fire? 
you know? To me, that was a nod to he's got fire in his eyes. I thought they were saying the Japanese pilot turned into Kong. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) I interpreted it way different. Yeah. They had the same eyes. I've seen these eyes before. I've seen your eyes. I've seen this kind of raw strength once before. There we go. We always have to throw it in. It didn't scare me then. But it scares Yeah, yeah, it scares you now. We got it. He's a big gorilla. It's terrifying. Gotcha. <laughs> hey, how long before we get like baby Godzilla and baby Kong in like a flashback in a movie? Because that's Well, I'm not gonna lie. That's the that's the trend now, you know. I already know what's baby coming next characters. because I was spoiled on YouTube, thanks. Can you stop? Stop spoiling it for yourself. I didn't mean to. I was looking for Don't Godzilla stuff for the for the sh- the closer. Don't tell Joel. of the Mando wrap up, and it was in a freaking <sighs> thumbnail. Joel, have okay, you seen it? Okay, well, yet? let's just no. I have we not. We don't need to mention it. You it it leaves HBO Max on the thirtieth, so you might want to wa- just watch it now. Ah, uh, yeah, I might as well just watch it because because apparently we're not giving a shit about yeah. That's fine. We don't want to go... Well, okay. We weren't going to well, go to the movies. Well, well, hold off. Hold off. We'll see how how we go. And if we stick... Because we only have one more movie before it. Will that be... It's going to be close. Just if, if it's getting close and we haven't watched... You, you're going to have to watch it anyway. Yeah, I know. But anyway, uh, back to Kong Skull Island. The post post credit scene... You think Loki's talking to you, the audience, like, oh, you're just going to sit there in the dark, and you're like, oh, it's just going to be a joke. I thought nope. that was funny. I, that They're was a talking, nice lampoon. He's talking to the uh, to the two-way glass, and then Brooks and San or San or whatever her name is come in, and they're like, guys. And this was, Joel, I'm with you. This was an awesome post credit scene. Yeah. Because we didn't get these monsters in the flesh, but we got, like, they're here. They, the the cave drawings of Mothra, Rodan, Godzilla, King Ghidorah, and then the... I thought the very last yeah. roar was pretty awesome. Yeah. The last what? The roar. The Godzilla roar. That was a good one. Segwaying into King of the Monsters. Very cool. I, I guess I don't have... I don't think it's the best ending credit scene I've ever seen, but it was very well done, mm-hmm. and it did what it needed to do. Very cool. Yeah, it set up... I like how it opened up. Godzilla's next movie, and it set up, like, oh, they're in the same... All right, here we go. Kong and Godzilla, they're fighting. Yeah. But, you know, we had to wait a few years for that. Yeah. Worth the wait, in my opinion, just so you yeah. know. But, Yeah. Okay, now I want to just get the hell out of this booth and go watch the damn movie. But it's it's fun. Perhaps I should wait. We'll all, I want us to all watch it together. We can try to do that. We, we go to together. Do oh, we we hold hands too, and and, and you know, get a family size. <laughs> oh, I was talking about Godzilla popcorn. versus Kong. I was talking about what? Get a family size popcorn. Just have a oh, nice little. I thought time. you said porn. Family size. I'm that not too. kidding. Oh, no, that's, I'm not that's doing when that. you know we got to wrap it up.
Yeah, Kong Skull Island. Um, just a couple ending notes. I just want to say this movie was fun. Way more fun than Godzilla was, really. Yes. And, you know, like I said, I didn't think I'd say that. It just Godzilla as a character I still like better, but this movie might be the best in the it, it's it's so good it's fun yeah. I mean, a lot of dumb stuff there's too many human characters Again. that you know you forget about and they're actually played by named actors like big name actors so you know like the filmmakers thought they were important but they just kind of they didn't give them a story um i did care more about these humans than well specifically loki Bree, and john c Riley. i cared more about them than i did any human character in Godzilla. I'm so like yeah. they tried, but they just gave us too many. There's way too many. The cast is still loaded though. I mean loaded. A lot of lot of big names. And uh like Credit I said, we get Sarah about half Haley the Finn. MCU and yeah. some really amazing monsters in this one. I I thoroughly enjoyed this. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm gonna agree with you on that. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching it. I mean the the my the favorite thing for me about this movie is how it takes the old Kong tropes like Anne Darrow, the damsel in distress, the Skull Island, the native population, that all those sorts of things, the scientific experiments, the reasons why they're there. It takes it into a different era, which yeah. is a nice new spin on the formula. It's something familiar yet different. I like how they integrated like the Landsat stuff. I like that inspiration there. It is a nice different spin. Now, Kong looks similar to how he used to in the face, like the facial expressions. And in terms of character development, you don't get as good of a care, uh, expression in fleshing them out. Like they're very one dimensional in a sense. Like you don't really care about what happens to Hiddleston. Right. I mean, I, did. I didn't really care I mean, what I happened did. to Brie Larson. I didn't really <clears throat> care, obviously, what happened to. I mean, you kind of want Packard to get his just desserts, which he does. He does. But all the John C. Riley is probably the best character in the movie. Other than oh, second, he absolutely is. Besides Kong, s- second favorite is John uh, John Goodman. Like the actor, I just like the way he did the performance. We can. Mm-hmm. That's fine, Joel. I can see your point of view, but. It wasn't the best thing in the whole world, but I like him as an actor, and I think that kind of poured over into why I like him as a character. Even if he did kind of ghost in and out of sequences he should have been in. Dude, yes, so just awkwardly cut. But some of the visual effects were off, could have been done better. Kong looked great, though. I like and appreciate the video game inspiration. I like how the color kind of went from the deep orange to kind of more muted as it went on. But, yeah, overall, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I'm just not a big, I'm not a super Godzilla MonsterVerse fan. I'm not right. super into it, but I really, I enjoyed I watching the movie. It was, it was good. It was entertaining. You know, John Goodman is going to be due for an Oscar nomination here pretty soon, I feel. He may have missed his window. He was in some good movies in like the mid 2000s. Well, I mean, we're still in the 2000s, but you know what I mean. Like the earliest to mid, you know, where he was mm-hmm. in Argo and just had this run of and he was in every movie. But <clears throat> anyway, that's my two cents about John Goodman. I I he might be one of my favorite actors. Yeah, he he's very good actor. He's got a great vocal quality to his voice. I like <laughs> his voice a lot. <laughs> 
And he's going to be in that new Monsters Disney Plus. Monsters is he in the work. show? Yeah. yeah. He is uh, Billy, Billy Crystal, Crystal as yeah. well? So awesome. Is, so is... I know Joel doesn't care. <clears throat> so is... Uh, let me tell uh, you. So name? is... I cannot uh, Mindy Kaling. Know. Really? Aisha Taylor or uh, Aisha Tyler, Henry Winkler. Well, who so, voices the uh, lizard again? Lizard. The purple guy, the, the chameleon. Oh, um, he doesn't look like it's in it. He's in it. Oh, and Bonnie oh. Hunt is in it. Okay. So. Yeah. Oh, oh, Jennifer Tilly is in it. Oh. And Kelly Mystery. Marie Tran. Kelly Marie Tran. Googly Bear. Monsters, Inc. series set six months after the Monsters, Inc. film, but the monsters getting their energy from children's laughs. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I said sorry, 37. Sorry, <clears throat> yeah, sorry, Joel. Kong Skull no, I, I, I want to say one more thing. What were your thoughts? Another gripe. All the major characters. Ah. A lot of them die silly ways. Don't like it. One of my least favorite parts. Go ahead, Joel. I mean, I echo... A lot of what you guys, I don't have anything really unique to say, but um, I, it was nice to see this movie for maybe the third time um, and realize that I actually really do enjoy the film. Uh, and I just, the thing I don't appreciate about it is some of the characters and some of the maybe mismatch going on with the uh, actors and the characters. Uh uh, yeah, I'll, st I'll still stand my ground with John, John Goodman's character. Um, I just prefer him as Walter Subchick, you know, from Big Lebowski. Fair enough. Um, Shut the fuck up, Donnie. <laughs> I, and I don't want to give the shit about the rules. <laughs> <laughs> you see what happens? You see what happens when you fuck a stranger in the Alps? <laughs> I got to rewatch I, that. I, I got to say something about that. Uh, fun fact. Love what, okay, go ahead. Been there, done that. <laughs> fun fact, I actually performed the... Uh, the ash in high, spreading. In high school, as my audition piece for I think what I, what I what would land me the role of Pip in Great Expectations, uh, I chose to do the ash spreading monologue that Walter Subcheck gives. Donnie. Yeah. Who loved bowling. Yeah. <laughs> Donald Theodore Kerbots. That's what I chose. So okay, that's what I've got to good. say about good. I love John Goodman. Good. I love so. the ending of that scene when he turns around. What? Oh fuck! I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I do like John Goodman. I just don't like uh, this particular performance of his. I like Fine. the movie. Um, I we'll see. We'll see how I feel when we get through the next two, especially since I haven't seen the new one. I haven't seen uh, have you guys, Godzilla have versus Kong, seen, but have either of you guys seen King of the Monsters? Yep, I saw King of the Monsters in theater with my dad and my sisters. So if you're expecting a plot? Don't watch this movie, but it's fun. Um, <laughs> I well, I'm waiting to see. I don't know if this will be. I don't know if Kong is going to be my first or my top choice out of this series right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I gotta watch. I gotta watch King of the Monsters again. But Kong, uh, as far as so far what we've covered on the show, obviously is my preferred movie between Godzilla and Kong. Uh, and we'll see if I end up being Team Kong or Team Godzilla by the time I personally get 
to uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. There you go. I know we didn't talk much but about, well, we talked a lot. I know we didn't talk much about the We've music. We've been talking though. for two hours and three minutes. Well, cool. uh, we didn't even mention the music. We don't need to talk a whole lot about the music. Oh, I just uh, want to we say talked that. plenty like, about like, the music. But you're talking uh, well, about the I'm score. Well, I'm talking about the score. I'm talking about the score oh, by Henry okay. Jackman, was I believe. Better. Is that his name? Hold on one sure. second. One Henry Jackman. I'm at the pay. Good Henry one, Jackman, Joel. yes. Good Fun one. fact, he also did the scores for Winter Soldier. Oh, really? Yep. Winter Soldier, Civil War, Very cool. and Uncharted 4. That rhymed. Now I'm rapping. But oh, I, that's my, my roommate. Job. Yeah, that's it's funny my, as we go into these movies. Job. Do you? Th my roommate said it best. The theme of these movies is kind of the arrogance of man. Yes, kind of idea that you it, see yes. in and out. I mean, just the way we we think we're superior to these animals that they're just animals. They're trying to breed and survive. Our reckless warfare. Yeah. Our obsession yep. with destruction. Shooting yes. the unknown with violence, mm -hmm. except for that one stupid lady in Independence Day on the skyscraper. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> They're opening up. <laughs> <laughs> They're opening you up. <laughs> you know, I've never seen Independence Day. What? No, what? I've never seen Independence Day. Did my mic cut out? Oh, we, we heard you. We just that. couldn't believe you. Because yikes. Yeah, well, Maybe we'll have a I special Independence Day episode. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Uh, not, oh, who, who, maybe. What's his, I'll twist your arm on that. Who, who's it. a fat lady? Why? Why is there a fat lady? What? Is that what? from the movie? Yes, Jeff Goldblum. Oh, <laughs> I forgot about Jeffy that. Gold. The only part I remember with Jeff Goldblum is the. <laughs> Time's up. Great, <laughs> Christian. Play us out, will you? Okay. That, speaking of, time's up for us in this podcast. We'll have Thank to you do for a, listening to. Sorry. Shut the fuck up. Thank <laughs> you for listening to another episode of Sequelmen the Podcast. You have been listening to Kong Skull Island Edition. We're heading forward into the Monsterverse. We're going to be talking about Kong, not Kong, sorry, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, King in our next episode. Hope you enjoyed it. And you shut up too. And you can hear us on. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, of course, Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else you like to listen to your podcast. Check us out. Yeah. Okay, I now can, you, I allow you to speak. Go ahead. Yeah, thanks. You can talk to us on email, personalized. Sequelmen19 uh, <laughs> 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 at gmail.com. Email the show. Tips, tricks, and how we can make ourselves better. Uh, maybe we're, we peaked. I don't know. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, I think. We're, we're man and Twitter still, at SequelMen19. Instagram at SequelMen, the podcast. We're on there. We've been pumping out uh, video bits, and uh, they're fun. Joel's been doing a great job with those. I look forward to those almost as much as the actual episode. So we have that and the Facebook. Find us on there. Follow us. Share us. Subscribe us on all everything. And uh, comment. And rate, oh, oh rate, crap. give us a review, give us five star if you want. On, you uh, take an Ambien before you the, started no, this meal? No, on the Apple Pod. And write a review, write a review, I'll read it. Thanks. Like Voice of Joel on Facebook. All Thanks, right, man. Joel, we, we're glad to have you. But <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Okay. Alrighty, but with that, uh, we cannot wait until the next one. That's right, Christian, because here at Sequel Men, the podcast, all films are created sequel. Hey, take care. So the next time you see me, I will um, be shaven. At least one new tat. What? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I will be shaven. I'm going. I'm shaving my legs. No, I will have a couple shaved body parts because they have to shave the the area where they're gonna do the artwork. So guys, where are you getting it done at? I think I want to oh. get the beetle on my leg, and uh, the one that I may or may not get tomorrow, I think I want it right here on my shoulder blade, because it's just going to be a word. Joel, I remember, you mentioned, Joel, you got a crab tattoo right in your pelvic mm. area. No! Oh, no, 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 you were missing crabs. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. Not tats, very real. Well, Little critters <laughs> crawling around his junk. All right, I'm going to stop recording on that now. Oh, yeah, I should probably stop recording.